we are in Simen Tzadik Zayin. Today we begin Halacha Gimel, section 97. Halacha number 3. If one is bitten by a louse, he should ruffle his clothes to remove it so that his concentration will not be diverted. However, he should not remove it by hand, even if it is in a place where there is no dried perspiration, because touching a place where there is dried perspiration would require him to wash his hands. And this would create an interruption, a hefsik in prayer. So he should not remove it by hand, even if it's in a place where there is no dried perspiration, in which case there is no need to wash one's hands before praying, just as this is not required if one touches other impure creatures. So then what's the problem with him touching the louse if there's no... Um, dried perspiration. So the answer is, because touching a louse would be disgusting and shameful, even if one were being watched by a mere mortal. Much more so, when one is standing in prayer before the King of Kings, the Holy One, blessed be He. Now, when one is not reciting Shemana Esrei, he may remove a louse and discard it in a shul, in a synagogue, just as it is permitted to spit in a synagogue. Now, the Rebbe says that even if one touched dry perspiration, it's sufficient that he clean his hands with earth in order to be permitted to mention Hashem's name or to speak words of Torah as explained in Simindala section 4 and in section 92. Alternatively, he should remove the louse through the medium of a cloth because to remove the spirit of impurity, the, uh, the ruach ro'o that rests on his hands that have touched the louse, a mere, a mere cleaning is not effective. Washing with water is required as explained in section number 4. Uh, like it says in the original Natila b'mayim. In other words, in the Tila Sidaim, one has to actually use water. Allah Dalit 4. If one's talis slips, even if most of it uh, falls from, from its place while he is reciting Shemanesi, he may take it in hand and return it to its place. If, however, the talis completely falls off, so then he is not allowed to unwrap himself in it again during Shemana Esrei in order to avert an interruption. The Al-Trebbe does say in the parentheses, if, however, he, has, he is disturbed because he would be praying without a talis and he will not be able to concentrate, he may unwrap himself. Now, section 8, it says that another person may drape it over him. Okay. Halacha, hey, five. And this is the final halacha. Hanoisei masoi. The following laws apply when one is carrying a burden on his shoulders and the time for prayer arrives. So, if its weight is less than four kabin, which as calculated by Shi'ure Toida, this corresponds to six and a half kilograms according to Rambam and 6.38 kilograms according to the Goinim. In other words, just a little bit over 14 Pounds. So if it was less than this amount, he should sling it behind him and pray. He should not hold it on his shoulder while praying. And the reason Al Tareb explains in the parentheses is 
so that while he's praying, he will not be concerned about holding the burden on his shoulders with his hand and thus be unable to concentrate properly. Moreover, it is unseemly to stand before a mortal king in such a manner. How much more so is this not befitting before the king of kings? The Holy One, blessed be he. Now, that was if it weighs less than four kabin. If it weighs four kabin or more, again, according to the, uh, uh, the Ga'inim, according to the Rambam, this is a little over 14 pounds. Um, so then he should uh, not sling it behind him because its weight would prevent him from concentrating. In other words, it's too heavy. Instead, he should place it on the ground until after Shmana Esrei. This concludes Halacha. Hey, Simen Tzadik Zayin, section 97, and today's year.